You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX and new customers who bet just $1 on either NBA team to score a point this week. You win $100 in free bets. We're going streaking, Petey. Here we go. It's great. I mean, it's points in four, two wins. Um, Can we just do it earlier? Like I know. Like I'm like overtime back to back. Like really? One, it's late, like way past my bedtime uh, for one. Past. As you can see, everyone, we're at home. <laughs> and it's clearly they don't pay us by the hour. Oh my gosh. Did you bring I mean, one, Leah? Did you what? bring one? Well, a beer. Did you? No, I tweeted that I am drinking tea. Oh. Um, out of my Phoenix Suns mug because they just won 12 straight. I feel like I channeled the Phoenix Suns. Well, cheers. Oh, yeah. Cardinals won today. Suns won today. Coyotes won today. U of A basketball won today. What a it's day. Fantastic. Yeah, barely said it. Great Easy day. sports today. <laughs> I love I, to see it. I just, I every time we win, I just don't even know what to say <laughs> because I'm not used to it. Well, it is funny how, how different a, a week is, right? Like these four games versus what we were dealing with for, for the weeks leading up to this. You said, well, we'd never have a chance. And even tonight... <laughs> Got to admit, through two periods, this team didn't look the way they've looked over the last week. Not with the, their shot production. No, but you know, you're traveling back to back. You, you got in late to LA last night. Played hard last night. Go to, you know, played extra time again, and they're tired. And I honestly, I didn't have much hope early because they just didn't have their legs. But you knew if they could stay in it, it's the same recipe they had last night. If you stay in it, you have a chance. And this time, instead of Scott Wedgwood, it was Karel Vamelka making the saves um uh, unbelievable like there were there were so many big saves that he made tonight now i I think there were moments that he looked a little we call it busy where he's sliding around the net a little bit and you're like oh no oh no like the one off the post that went in behind it or the the one post (laughs) had the breakaway and he gets tripped with no call and and just misses the empty net so there were some the near misses, but Vimelka made the big saves when he needed to, just like last night. He looked like the Vimelka that we saw in that uh road trip in Florida and in Washington. The you know, that who was the reason why the Coyotes had chances to win in those games, and then he had a little bit of a dip. Wedgwood came in, stepped up. But if Wedgie and Veggie can both play at the level that they've played, you know, last night and tonight. All of a sudden, this is a whole different team to watch. If, of course, the Coyotes matched that with offensive production, which <laughs> the shot totals weren't there. But like you've said all season long, this is how the Coyotes are going to win games. Well, I, games. I, I know Tim's here again tonight. So when Tim has been giving it to me because we we're five, four, six, five, <laughs> this is, I was saying two, one, you just got to hang around it and you win late. And here he is two in a row. We're, we're Two one tight overtime. Um, this team picked it up in the third period. It's just like they did last night. Their feet got moving. Um, they started to get more opportunities in the third period. I thought Clayton Keller, another solid game for him. Jacob Chikrin in and out for me, fell down, fell down a couple of times. And I know I saw people commenting they, they, that summed up the game when he was he, got really did. he fell down and he was, and was just laughing. laughing. 
Yeah. You, the mood on this team is extremely light right now, which is great. Um, uh, I, I think, I think it was good to see that they could respond that way in the third period. I, I thought they had better puck movement in the third. I thought better chances in the third. Sometimes that's the way games go, especially on the road, especially on a back-to-back. You just don't have the legs and you don't have the energy um, to get through the game a complete 60 minutes. Corral held a minute. They were able to finish a huge streak. I, Leo, we're talking about this team getting points in four straight Games. I never could. I never would have believed it if if you had said it, like well at the beginning the, of this season. The good news is the the wheel fantasy is collecting dust back at. The I know studio. that's actually a positive. Yeah, because we get to, we get to talk that way for thirty to forty minutes a night. So that that's fantastic. And why don't we go look at the numbers, Lee, and see where we were tonight? All right. So shots on goal, not super even. LA with 38 to 26. Everyone's penalty kill was successful. No one's power play was. Faceoffs, a little bit even. LA kind of, I was checking throughout the game. They kind of were the favorite on that one. And it was tough to see Jay Beagle go out with a lower body injury in the game because he is um, a r- really good in the faceoff circle. So. Well, one of the things on the shots on Golia too, like it ends up looking a little more even than it actually was. I mean, the Coyotes get ten shots; they they outshoot them. Uh, the Kings ten to eight in the third period. Uh, the Kings dominated through two periods, though. I mean, it was twenty eight to fifteen through two. Yeah. So you you got concerned, and again, congratulations to Karel Vamelka, um, who kept him in it. And this first is the first NHL win go. for him. First win. And and he played well in stretches, especially in that southeastern US road swing. Um but good grief. He finally gets one. I can't imagine how, how big that is for him. And I know you've seen it on TV where they pass the belt um, to somebody and as yeah. a player of the game. And I, I can't imagine it is not Corelva Malco tonight. Yeah, you you would hope to see that. It was great to see Keller get that one, get it last night after scoring the overtime winner and having that, uh, dedicating that to his grandfather who passed from cancer on Hockey Vice Cancer Night. So, you know, just the fact that they can Tim's do getting, the- Tim's getting nervous. Did you see the <laughs> last one? Oh, he About- just said, can we just get it out of the way and confirm that Veggie is the I've king of the game? I've seen so many comments. Everybody is saying Veggie has to be king of the game. Should we just get to it? Get to the, get to the king of the game. Let's see it. You're right. There it is, Tim. Now Tim can go to bed. I know he's really, really late for Tim. <laughs> it's late for all of us, Tim. 37 saves. First career win for Vimalka. Um, He faced 30 shot or no, sorry, 38, 38. shots, 30, 37 saves on, and 0.974 save percentage for him. So great showing yeah. all around. And and like we said, it, it, that's what you want to see from your goalie tandem. This like this was a great performance this this weekend and you know what when we we look at his 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 small nhl career so far his north american career he started off playing really well he was unknown no pressure he was the number two guy didn't matter right like it was all on carter hutton carter hutton goes down veggie's the guy and i i'm not sure if that didn't overwhelm him a little bit because it that's the only blip he had in his radar right now is when he was the guy and maybe there was a little too much pressure on him and, and understandably so he's never been in the league or the country before um and now wedgie's kind of taking the, the lead role and the number one job maybe away from him a little bit and, and maybe it's not not as much pressure and he's played this is the way he looked two three weeks ago so that's a great sign for the Coyotes. And Shane, Shane Diefenbach, <laughs> use that term loosely, friends. Wow. Oh, my God. The relationship that you two have is just fascinating. Oh, my God. Um, well, and this is a good sign. Going forward, now, now you can feel comfortable throwing Veggie back in the net. And yeah. It kind of erases those big numbers he'd, he'd given up in his last three. Um, I would assume when they come back Wednesday against the – daunting the Edmonton Oilers I'm sorry Shane (laughs) the the, the Edmonton Oilers I would expect Wedgwood to be back in the net um for that but then you you feel comfortable throwing veggie back in this is one of those where like I'm not gonna get upset either way I think we could guess either one and you know ride the momentum of veggie ride the momentum of wedgie it's oh my god it's so hard and also fun to say um but yeah looking at Edmonton, they're 13 and four, second in the Pacific, second in the uh, Western Conference, only behind Calgary, but 
they have two games in hand on Calgary, um, and the Coyotes lost to Edmonton 5-1 last time they played them. So a little bit of a daunting task ahead, but a couple days off in between and riding the high of some wins. I mean, we talk about just the the mentality and the the mood in the locker room and the weight off people's shoulders. I mean, it's it's fun. I even found myself like, you know, those first set of games, I was like, ugh, like another game tonight. It's going to be another loss. And it's just not – you don't get excited to watch as a fan. But, like, I I was excited to watch this game because I felt like there was a chance. And, and that's a good feeling. Yeah, and then look at Karen. If we can just stay competitive. And the one trick against Edmonton, really, really good high-scoring hockey team. But having said that – a lot of their production comes from two players. And if you can shut those two players down defensively, you have a chance to win. And I know when I was in the coach's room, that would be the message all day long. Every video meeting would be about stopping McDavid and Drysaddle. And if you could come out even with those two on the ice, you have a chance of winning. So you don't worry about how you're, you know, we're not trying to get chances when Connor's on the ice. We're just trying to make sure he doesn't score. If you do that, <laughs> it's it's a big win. Um, so I think that's going to be the game plan going into Wednesday, especially with a team that's really struggling to create offensive chances um, over these last two games. Like today was today was tough, man. They, they were yeah. turning the puck over. Couldn't get the puck in the offensive zone. It was it was a challenge for them to create offense tonight, but just like last night, they found a way to get it done, and and it was unbelievable pass. I mean, Clayton Keller gets two assists. He gets the the pass on on the the first goal to Gostasbear through the seam, an amazing pass that that it lands on the tape of Gostasbear. So, um, they have the ability to create offense, and then we talked about Keller. It's the best he's played as as a Coyote. Yeah, which has been so great to see. And just saying, I uh, preseason prediction had him, uh, I think, top goal scorer. So don't know if we're there yet, but uh, I I had King Louis. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got a lot lot of hockey left. A lot of hockey left. Definitely, definitely a lot of hockey left. Also, another note of this game like, there was barely any whistles in the first half of the game. I was like sweating the first period. There were only eight face-offs the entire first period. Leah, now here's your bit of trivia. Do you know what an average period would be in an NHL? No, I actually don't. So you don't. An average uh, has between 60 and 63 face-offs a game, so about 20 face-offs a period. So okay. half the face-offs. So far below average. Far below. That'd be half if you do the math. I know. I don't that's do math crazy. very well. No, so either I do I. I'm very, I'm not good at all. Yeah, where is um, Discount Clark Kent? Yeah, people are, asking, people are asking, uh, where is Discount Clark Kent? He, he is also at home, actually. Yeah. Um, but he's doing media availability by phone. So he will be joining <laughs> us. He, he, by the way, he was texting us during the game. I'm baking cookies. I'm gonna eat yeah. them in the show. PD, my wife is landscaping and it's better than yours. <laughs> no. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and by the and way, I won't be there when you start the show. Yeah. I'm not gonna be there. No, right before we go on air. It's like, oh, by the way, I think I'll, I'll wait till after availability. Like, put the headphones <laughs> on. When the phone rings, <laughs> grab the phone. I don't, well, I don't if get it. Anyone's watched our post game shows when Greg's been in the studio, but the Coyotes were on the road. They've seen him straight up once walk out of the room and twice um, just not be there. And then that time he walked back in the room with a bottle of tequila. So, you know, keeps it keeps it entertaining. We don't know what he's going to show. So next show, I want to do that. Can I just go, hey, I'm going to be the one making the phone call and then I just don't show up? Like, <laughs> I'll do that. You're like running well, late I'll do the, the game show and you, that's yeah. just your excuse. And then we say, what would they say? And you have to just make it up. Yeah, I'll do the interviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Work, work, work. Hey, Craig. I'll wait till oh, he gets here. Gosh. Tough on Craig. Yeah, no, he does a good job. I'm teasing yeah, Craig. No, we and, and no cookies. You better bring some in. <sighs> you better bring some in. Well, What's next, Leo? Well, uh, do, I don't know. I don't know. Should we do uh, your sure. game breakdown? Yeah, we're going to do it quick. Uh, I'll try to do it. And Okay, it so sense. I know people loved video coach Petey coming out. So the other day, so we want to, um, he's going to try and break down some plays every game if there's a play worth breaking down. So he has one tonight. Yeah. So, so. we're going to talk about turning the puck over and, and how this team tries to generate offense. And sometimes generating offense leads to trouble defensively. And that happened a couple of times tonight. And Aaron, 
You ready, Aaron? Number one. There's number one. The first slide, and I know this is going to be on a podcast too, so I'm going to do my best. Jacob Chikrin is a defenseman. He comes up the ice. When he carries the puck up the ice, now it is a four-on-two offensively for the Arizona Coyotes. So they have numbers, we call it, going up the ice. The big thing, when you have a defenseman joining the offensive rush, they cannot turn the puck over at the blue line. To go to the next slide. He turns the puck over in the middle of the ice. And what happens now is you have a defenseman and you can see Jacob Chikrin deep inside the zone. When that happens, you get four Coyotes caught up the ice. The puck turns over and go to the next one. And LA's got a two-on-one going up the ice the other direction. So trying to create offense is great. You get a a four-man rush offensively. If things get to the net, great. And you get an offensive opportunity. Unfortunately, if you turn that puck over, so we talk about in the coaches room, you don't want plays going east to west, meaning across the blue line. Don't make passes there. Try to make passes towards the net so you don't create odd man rushes against you. And that's what happened on the goal. If you give me the next one, Aaron. So on this one, Capibianco gets tied up along the wall and everybody takes off. Everybody's looking for offense. All of the forwards for the Arizona Coyotes leave the zone and get outside of the blue line, leaving Kyle Capibianco kind of on an island. And as he comes up the ice, I think there should have been a penalty, but if you go to the next one, he gets tripped up and it's the same situation. Looking for offense, if you turn the puck over, creates problems defensively. And go to the last one. Aaron, (laughs) the last one. So the last one, so Kyle turns it over. Everybody's looking for offense and offense. If it doesn't work out and you turn the puck over, you could be looking at big problems defensively and it leaves three LA Kings back with one defender and Brendan Lemieux is able to, to tuck it in short side over Vimalkas. So again, the point of this is if you're on a four-man rush and the defenseman's going to join, you can't turn pucks over at the blue line. And here, Kyle Capabianco, again, when you're all by yourself, that puck has to move quicker. It's got to go off the boards, off the glass, and out so you don't end up defending. Wow. Does that make sense? I loved it. That did make a lot of sense. And that's something that Coach Turney has been really – um, making a point this last week is just that there can't be odd man rushes. And we said that he had said that he was making them skate a lap every time they did it in practice. So it's so obviously still a little bit of an issue um, for the team, but that's but why they have coaches like you. And when you're struggling you for offense, though, Leah, when you can't get offense, you need these things to happen. Jacob Chikrin has to jump in the play. It's part of his game. They need to create offense. He has to be there. But what he can't do is he can't turn the puck over then. You have to make an attempt at the net. So either he's got to get a forward driving towards the net and he's got to deliver the puck to that forward or he's got to get a puck on the net because you cannot turn a puck over at the blue because it's coming back the other way. And you do that against the Edmonton Oilers? Oh, boy. Yeah, like, no. There, <laughs> Not there against be, that speed. <laughs> there should be a rule, no turnovers at either blue line on Wednesday night against the Edmonton Oilers. You can't. It's just got to go off the wall. Keep it on the same side and keep chipping it off the wall because if you turn it over in the middle of the ice, they will make you look silly. They're just too fast in Edmonton. Well, I guess we already know what uh, one of your kings of the game will be for that game against Edmonton, should we pull up your king, your keys from tonight and see uh, see how the Coyotes did on these ones? Sure. All right. Keep so, streaking. Did Kessel get a point? No. So I don't think did I don't think Kraus did either. No. They but didn't. the team did, and that's more that's uh what's most important. So keeping it some of that of that alive. Also, Keller I think is now starting a streak. So. Um, good for him on that one. Defending the rush. I think we just talked about that. Yep. We saw how many two on ones, two on O's, one on O's. I think they still need to, and the way to defend the rush is stop turning the puck over. I think that was a key for this team. And I think they gave up too many odd man rushes against. And we talked about waking up the backup with a can't start slow. <laughs> I don't know how much slower those first two periods could start. Uh, yeah. It's hard. They just, no. it took them two periods to get their legs underneath them. Yeah. Not a good start. Definitely in terms of, Shots. I felt like I think I had texted you guys and said, How much freaking time did LA spend in the offensive zone at the beginning of that game? It felt like the entire first period. Um, it was insane. So I'm glad to see that they got to pick up <laughs> later in the game, came back with that because they did not have a fast start. Or- no, and it's hard. It, I mean, it just, and I guess I'll look at myself who didn't play and didn't travel and had really nothing to do with anything. By the time the game started, I was tired. 
and I didn't do anything. Yeah. These guys played last night. They traveled. Can you imagine how they must have felt? Like they're it's tiring, and it takes you time to get back into what you're doing. It just does. And I know it's you make excuses for them because they're professional athletes, and everybody's used to it. But it's hard, and I, yep. the second one's hard. But the, you know, the really hard one is when they have three and four. Then it's even more difficult to get up and, and physically. Now you're beat down. Three and four is the one. If you're looking at your DraftKings Sportsbook app, look at a team that's that's playing their third game in four nights, and Ooh. that's a team you want to keep an eye that's on because a, that's, that's that is the hardest. That's a good tip, Petey. Well, that was speaking, a segue. Well, I was going to say, speaking of the DraftKings Sportsbook app, there you go. Well, also. On that note, I saw someone like very early on in the comments, like one of the first uh, Clinton in the comments said he went money line on the Yotes tonight, put ten dollars down one fifty. So nice, great job, uh, Clinton, on that one. DraftKings sportsbook app, super super easy to use. There's so much stuff you can bet on, um, and if you sign up this week using the promo code PHNX and bet a um, dollar or more on either team to score in an NBA game or an NFL game, you can win a hundred dollars in free bets, and then you can do with those bets, what you like. There's also promotions weekly at DraftKings. So just a ton of ways to win money. Um, it's safe, secure, reliable. PD's, um, if, if you guys all listened to yesterday, you would have heard PD's DraftKings pick of the week was the Vikings over oh, the Packers. Green Bay. Plus one and a half. What Plus a game. Plus one and a half. And holy shit. <laughs> what a game. What a game oh. that was because – like I watched, so I actually was at the studio all day today, went to Zips with Shane, who was in the chat earlier, and Johnny, who they the two of them co-host the PHNX Daily Bet show. And I just have to say, watching football with people who bet on every game is like more fun than watching the game themselves. Um, so you can for sure make it way more entertaining for yourself, even if you're not invested. PD. Yeah, that was a that was a big game for the Vikings. Huge game. And you know what? They're back in the in the playoff picture now. So that was exciting. Um, okay, I have to wrap up this read because uh it's almost Craig Calls time. Just saw him pop in. But uh just a reminder, use that code PHNX when you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Bet a dollar in either team to score in an NBA game and win a hundred dollars in free bets. That's 21 and over, Arizona only. New customers only, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. Oh, and if gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP um, and see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Craig calls. Craig, Craig calls. What's up, guys? Craig calls. It's Craig. It's Craig. <laughs> we're, we're, we're debating on if you're really doing the interviews or you were just getting another batch of cookies out of the oven. I'm not sure. <laughs> interviews? <laughs> I knew see? it. <laughs> see? I, I yeah, we just we just wrapped up. They they rolled through him pretty quickly tonight. The uh, Kyle Capa Bianco was on Karel uh, Vemelka and then Andre Tuiñi, but they rolled through him quickly. They're trying to get out of LA, obviously as quickly as possible. PD, you know how this is. Um, but three wins in their last four games, points in the past four games. Uh, what a turn for this team right now. I know that people are demanding you get a strobe light at your house so it looks more like the <laughs> arenas on the road. So nah. you get a little more lighting issues that we had. Um, how, how was Corral after the game? He was our he was our DraftKings Sportsbook app, king of the game tonight. Held a minute early, just like Wedgwood did last night. Gets his first win in North America. I imagine he was running pretty high after. Yeah, it, listen, uh, and Andre said it right after the game. He deserved this. He, he he gave him so many good performances early in the season and didn't get any kind of reward for it. So uh, Andre said he was really happy for him that he was able to do this. Carell said he, he took the time to work with uh, Corey Schwab on a number of details. Playing the puck was one of those things. But, you know, Petey, you and I were talking about this uh, during the game. He looked a little shaky early on. He was out of position a bit. He was sliding around, but he... As goalie coaches like to say, he battled. He made some saves in spite of that. And then he seemed to settle into this game. And he ended up tying a career high with 37 saves. And again, the formula that you keep outlining, they got good goaltending. And that was the key, in, in my opinion, to them winning this game. Because if he doesn't play as well as he did early in this game, the Kaidas don't have a chance to come back. It's interesting. I wonder where this team would be if this was the goaltending they were getting through the first 13 games. Mm. And and I but trust me, I'm not saying they're sitting on top of the central, right? but I'm, I am realistic here. But a couple of those games, if they get a couple saves in the first period, 
and they're not down by two goals, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they're clawing at a few more points. And it is it shows you how important those big saves are because you, it's easy to get dejected on the bench if you're not getting those saves. So, or, you know, that's up at to At least Carole going to overtime, like they have the last three games and collecting points that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. What an overtime. Wow. Wow. That I I don't think I've ever seen that before. A review while the play is going. I don't think I've seen that before. That, that I mean, might have been the most classic like Coyotes ending. <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't it have been funnier though if it's post to post and well the Coyotes are on the not funny, but ironic maybe. <laughs> like you said, Coyotes. Somebody has said that in the comments. And they're all really. cheering and and Kopitar scores at the other end. Did you see Capo Bianco's face? Yeah, like, when like, he started going the other way, he looked terrified. And he said, <laughs> look, just absolutely terrified. Like, was this really happening? Can you imagine? That would have been a nightmare. Yeah, it was strange. But for those out there, like, so what happens on that play and what happened on this play? And Craig, I've seen it a few times. It's probably the third or fourth time in the last few years. Anything close, anything close they're looking at in Toronto. I mean, they're, they have several camera angles inside the net, overhead. And they have access to the timekeepers at every arena in the NHL. And if that puck's in the net, they blow a horn. And as soon as that horn went, you knew that the goal had counted. Um, because they don't want to play another five minutes. One, they don't want anybody to get hurt. They don't want to have um, another goal go the other way and have all kinds of controversy. So they want to be able to stop that as quickly as they can out of Toronto. Here's the call. Let's make it. Let's get it done. And so the horn blows and, and everybody can go home happy. Well, I want to pull up um, a few, just, you know, since you're here, Craig, um, a couple comments in the chat and Aaron, I'll pull up the the questions just because there's a few here in a row. So first one, any thoughts on Galchenyuk? I'd really love to see him get going. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a problem with Alex Galchenyuk's game. I actually think he's been pretty good defensively. He's not finding the score sheet all that consistently, but I think he's been a, a better all-around player than the guy that we saw here the last time he was here. So I, I guess that's what I would say. And you know, look, also, he was out of the lineup for a very long time. So I don't know what that time frame is where it, where it takes to become completely comfortable again in a lineup, especially when you're playing with all new guys. But maybe he's not there yet. But I, 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 can't, I can't look at his game and say that I've had a problem with, with any part of his game at this point. PD, anything? No, I agree. I mean, that's that's this is who Galchenyuk is. I mean, I, I think he's a quicker player than this. I think that will come a little bit more too. But he's changed line mates a few times in the games he's been back. That familiarity is important. Um, I, I don't. He got two shots on net. That's great. He ends up a minus one, but that's unfortunate because he had the broken stick on the turnover play that Capabianco had along the wall. He had nothing to do with the play other than he happened to be on the ice. So being minus one is really unfair. I do expect to start seeing him on the score sheet a little more. He's on the second group on the power play. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll be on the score sheet. His legs are moving. I, I've noticed him. He's making plays. Yeah, just, I saw, there was a play tonight. Um, I'm trying. I think it was on a power play actually, where he had the puck coming up the right circle, and he tried to pass to Lawson Kraus in front of the net when I thought he should have shot the puck. And I don't know if he's if he's hesitating a little bit, if he's not confident. But that's a play where. He just needs to fire it, and he's got a good shot, as we know. So I don't know. Maybe that just comes with time. And I think, Craig, he's not the only one that's passing up shots. I think sometimes you get in that that selfless mode where, hey, I'm going to help out my teammate. And sometimes it's hard to be selfish. Um, But that's one thing I think he – and, you know, Clayton Keller does the same thing. There's plenty of times Clayton Keller's passing up shots to try to make a pass. Jacob Chikrin talked about it last week where he was doing that a lot, and now he's changed his mindset. Hey, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to start shooting the puck. And clearly that has paid off for him. Yeah, Jacob Chicken looks like a different player, huh? Yeah, yeah he does. And it's it's what we said. He needed that confidence, and he just needed things to start going his way, and he would ride that wave. And maybe it's the skates. <laughs> maybe it is the skates. I mean, <laughs> I want to get to the bottom of that, but I don't think he's ever given given it away. I mean, he didn't give it away when Petey had him cornered against the wall. I know. He <laughs> still went. I gave. I opened the door for him, and he did. That was the skates. So true. Okay, another question. I'm going way back in the chat. Uh, from Tim, can we talk about Boyd? Hadn't even heard of him before this training camp. Yeah, and he's and been he on. He had the a goal tonight. This, yeah, out of the lineup a few times, and it, it's interesting. He's they've moved him up in the lineup, and and listen, they don't have great center depth, so that's part of it. So I don't I want to make it seem like Travis Boyd is a first line center, but 
he's been playing some top six minutes. He got moved up late in the game again tonight. I mean, he's given some, given them some things. I, I still think if they had Nick Schmaltz, you know, he, he's playing in the bottom six without question, but he's filled in admirably. Yeah, he's a guy that's played over 130 games in this league, and he's not a goal scorer. He's not a point producer. Point producer, his career high, I think he had five goals back in 2018. He's a two-way centerman that they just want to play 200 feet and play the right way. For him to get a big goal like that, fantastic is that going to be something we expect from travis boyd i would say no um he's fast enough and skates well enough that he can play up in the lineup offensively hand skill maybe not suited for top six but he's smart enough to defend and he can be be on the right place on the ice and that's why he's able to play in those top six minutes but i think you're right as soon as schmaltz is back i think you're going to see these these lines go through a heck of a jumble but you talk about dezingle at center who's a guy that you'd say well (laughs) he's clearly going to move back to the wing he looks really good in the middle of the ice yeah he's been pretty good that there are a number of players that we can point to i you know listen i thought kyle capobianco made a couple mistakes in his own end including the goal we talked about but then he comes up with a big play and he's producing points he is producing offense. It's nice to see him playing with the sort of confidence that he's shown down in the AHL. I had always wondered if he'd be able to translate that. And a lot of that is between the years. And he seems like he's finally feeling comfortable in his situation in the NHL. It's the best he's looked here. Absolutely. There are points where you, I, I don't think it's consistent for the entire game yet, but there are moments where he carries the puck with that same level of confidence that I've seen from him down in the American league where you go, okay, that's the Kyle Capabianco we have to see here in the NHL. And, and I think it's the more he plays and the more games he gets under his belt, the more we're going to see that honestly scoring an overtime winner in the Staples center. If that doesn't help your confidence, I don't know what does. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Um, another question. Thoughts on our four check tonight. Go ahead. I thought, you know what I thought again, it's kind of the way the game went. I thought the first two periods, it was too easy. Uh, We weren't getting on the coyotes weren't getting on pucks hard enough. Um, LA was out of the zone quick. It was one pass. They beat three forwards. Guys were almost standing still on the four check. I didn't think they were able to turn any pucks over or create any offensive zone time at all. Um, through the first two periods. And then in the third period, when we talk about a four check, it's not just the three forwards. The D have to be up on the play. And I thought we saw the D were able to hold pucks in as LA was trying to come out the IC. They're along the wall or at the blue line. And I think that was the difference in the four check was the ability of, for the defenseman to stay inside the blue line and be able to hold pucks in as LA were coming out of the zone. So that definitely just like the rest of the game, the third period, their feet got moving and everything kind of followed along with it. And that's really impressive on a back-to-back, uh, you know, and maybe maybe back-to-backs are overblown a little bit. There's there's some coaches who don't think it's that big a deal, but usually if you're going to show fatigue, it's in the third period of, of the second game of a back-to-back, and that's where the Coyotes came on strong. So that's impressive. Maybe maybe all that work that Andre has them doing in practices, those high-paced practices is paying off a little bit here. Yeah, and you talk about the, the defenseman too, and just a note came up. You've got Cam Denis, Dyson Mayo, and Kyle Capabianco, three guys that, I mean, spent a lot of time down in the minors. I mean, you, you, two of them probably didn't expect to be here, right? And I think Kyle did. I think Capabianco expected to make this team. He's a confident kid, and, and this was his time. But it is – those guys have really fit in. I, I'm I'm really happy for the, the way they've been able to play and put in a lot of minutes. Like Mayo's playing a lot of minutes right now, and he's playing well. They, have, they haven't hurt this team. For sure. Uh, Craig, there's a comment about Beagle. Did you get any update on him in the postgame availability? Nothing further, no. All they right, well, two centers, obviously. Man, I know. Well, we'll have to he's, keep an eye on He's the best up man, too, so it's, I mean, you, you don't want to lose a guy like that. And, and like, both Craig and I were looking for it, and we didn't see when it happened. Did you? Like, no, I, I just all of a sudden film, saw a tweet about it. and Yeah, I never like, figured out where it was. Yeah, um, well, it's too bad for him. Hopefully he's back. And you, you got to figure tomorrow will be a day off, right, Craig? He won't day. practice tomorrow. Yeah, so yeah. they got a day off. Maybe heal some bumps and bruises, and hopefully he's back in the lineup by Wednesday night because they're going to need everybody, all hands on deck, especially in the middle of the ice, to take care of Dry Saddle and McDavid. So we need somebody that can win draws for Wednesday night. So it's going to be key to get Beagle back in the lineup by Wednesday. Definitely. Craig, you missed uh, – we did our whole – Vimelka conversation. Tammy said Vimelka was an absolute boss tonight. We also had a once again, somehow the debate still lives on. Veggie versus Milkman. 
There this it is. This is what we tweeted from the beat account earlier. <laughs> Stop trying to okay, make nothing I mean, The truth is, I don't care that much, but I, I just don't get it. It's just fine. There's, there's literally nobody on the team that calls him the milkman. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. Like, nobody. Like the coaching staff, players, trainers, Matt, staff, him. a media. Veg. Nobody calls him milkman. Literally nobody. <laughs> What did he what did he have to say about his getting his first win tonight? Oh, he's excited. You know, it's he he's very measured in his his responses because he's still trying to master the language. So he, I don't think we I wish I spoke Czech is what I would say. So we need Redeem Verbata to conduct those interviews. We should bring him on for <laughs> so I can get better insight. But yeah, he's clearly excited because this was a tough road for him. He he played well for so long and couldn't get anything and then he struggled for a bit and he's out of the He's out of the goal because Wedge was playing so well. So Andre said it more than anyone. He was just happy for him. He's happy to see him rewarded because he really deserved it and earned it. And he's kept such a good attitude about it too. He's just, he's such a low key guy. Andre says, whatever he says, something's like, okay, coach, sure. Coach just does whatever he's told. He's always <laughs> open to uh, coaching, which is great. Well, and I think that's part of the reason the guys play so hard for him. I mean, he's well liked in there, but, but so, so is Wedgie and, I know Rick Tockett right now would be cursing me because I always used to say, well, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And Tocco would say, does it matter if they're good guys? Like, <laughs> I want a good player. So there's a little bit. Yeah, but I think that's if this team's gonna win, it's gonna be by by pulling each other pulling each other by their bootstraps and, and having good guys on the team. I really believe that. I mean, this uh, isn't a team that's gonna dominate with skill and talent. They're gonna do it with 20 guys and they're gonna do it because they support each other. I wanna read this amazing conspiracy theory from Will. Did they make thousands of milkman shirts and need to sell? <laughs> wow, I like it. I like that a lot. And um, here, speaking well, of I bet they do. They're sitting in the team shop right now in the boxes waiting. But here what we go. Please. Here's my transition. Speaking okay. of t-shirts. T-shirts. Wow. Woo! Here at PHNX, the, we finally got some new shirts. We had new colors of the Cody the Coyote shirt. I don't know if... You all saw today on Twitter, somebody was wearing our shirt in Ireland. We're, we're global. Yeah, world Cody's world. worldwide. Cody and, worldwide. And Ooh, that new one. shirt. That's my favorite. Ooh. Yeah. That's my favorite. I to get that. I ordered mine. On the did, way. You, did you order it, Craig? I'm not going to answer that question, Leah. Wow. I did. They ship on <laughs> December 15th, Leah. No, so hopefully. They're really hard at that logo. You can get hypnotized by it. Hopefully they get here by Christmas. That's and what you know, for. the PHNX locker, the holidays are coming up. It's already Thanksgiving this week. Black Friday is on Friday. Keep your eye out. There might be some Black Friday deals coming up at the PHNX locker. So make sure you grab those shirts, not just for yourself, but they'd make a really great gift. And you know what else you can gift? PHNX memberships. Um, check out gophnx.com. That's where you'll find all of Craig's stories all the time, but not just Craig, um, all the beats at PHNX, Suns, Cardinals, Diamondbacks, U of A, ASU, everything that you can possibly think of in the Valley. There's coverage on it, and it's amazing, amazing content. Please become a member at gophnx.com. Join the family. If you do the your membership, you can get a shirt as well. And then once you're a member with your shirt, you get members deals of the week on merchandise, so you can check out all the great coyote shirts and all the other amazing shirts as well i'm biased obviously toward the coyote short shirts but a lot of great stuff there in the locker so. yeah and we're talking about one of craig's articles he just wrote one if, if you've missed it um that's honestly worth the membership is this is a mad shot article and um and i don't want to rehash everything we went through last night but uh it's a if you haven't had a chance to read that make sure make sure you read that article it's it's um it's a really important piece i think Craig, is there anything you want to tease for the week on something you got going? Uh, I, I, Besides I your cookies. I mean, maybe cookie repsy. Really good tonight. It was a good batch, by the Seriously? way. Seriously? Yeah. Do you get the kind where you just break them apart and put them in the pan? Or do I you make, make them? Make them from scratch, buddy. For real? Like no real. scouts honor? Scouts honor. Like flour and the whole thing and mixing it? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't make cookies like that in 30 years. A couple of secret ingredients uh, that wow. you disclose, but yeah, make them from scratch, and they're they're popular in this house. And it was a wow. good one. You wow. never cease to amaze me, Craig Morgan. <laughs> I learn something new every day. Craig, also, we, we really need to address this landscaping controversy. Yeah, I think we do. 
Yeah, yeah, I stand by it. <laughs> some of you may remember, uh, you know, I thought we were going to roll out a segment at some point of Petey's landscaping tips, and it never yeah, happened. So. I know we can't because your wife's got it handled right now, like apparently. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, you know, when we overseeded, she used these spike shoes, taking very, you know, baby steps basically around the entire yard, which was insane to watch in, in her sun hat and the whole getup. But when I told her, you know, that Petey suggested she not do that because it, it compacts it the dirt, which makes the dirt water harder to seep in. It's a true story. She, she created a test patch for Petey style. She used Petey's method. Where you pulled it out. Test patch. You pulled out the plugs. Yeah. And then she did the sh- her shoes. And she says that the test patch doesn't look as good. There's some issues. But I got to tell you, Petey, I, I got to be honest. I examined it. I, I don't see any issues with your patch. It looks pretty good. So... I, 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 there's Aww. so many places I would go right now if we were still doing manscaper. Yeah, I can but, go any of those places, but we're not. <laughs> oh, I just, man. I'm just so disappointed. Literally biting my tongue right now, Craig. <laughs> Literally biting my tongue. Oh, talking wow. about landscape. Okay. Well, wow. I that's it. the next segment. We're going to have Craig's cooking with Craig. And Somebody said there's a. Uh, cooking with da- discount Clark Kent spinoff podcast. <laughs> I think people tune in, Craig. I'm I telling you, I could, I could roll out a uh, a podcast on baking. I well, guarantee it. We are going to have a Thanksgiving themed audio episode this week, so we can delve a little bit more into yeah on that. Actually, that's a great that. idea. We talk about Thanksgiving food. We're definitely we're going to be debating. <laughs> I, we are, I, we really are. I gave you guys a, a list of topics. I hope you come strong with that because <laughs> I have already you know, put together all of my notes and it's only Sunday. Wow. <laughs> Flexing on us at a 11 21. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm on a Sunday. I shouldn't have my he, you have thought yet. Literally. What? I haven't read it yet. The show's not, not yet. I'll read it before I do the show. <laughs> Early. Oh my gosh. <sighs> you too. Well, I guess we can talk about the schedule for this week. Oh, um, cool. We're going to have, so our post games Wednesday and Saturday will be off Thursday, Friday for Thanksgiving. Um, but we will have an audio episode that Thanksgiving one coming either Tuesday or Wednesday. And also on Tuesday, we will have a live show in the afternoon because while we're chatting goalies on mm-hmm. uh, on the subject, we will have Scott Wedgwood will be joining our show live at two fifteen on Tuesday. So be sure to tune into that. Um, that's going to be a good one. I'm really looking forward to talking to him. Oh, he's a great guy. And, and, and he's a goalie too. So we know he's intelligent. <laughs> wow. uh, once again, like why do I always get – it's always three goalies and yeah, me. I like, completely agree, Craig. Greg Powers. We're hoping nobody catches on to that, Leah. <laughs> it is Greg Powers too. Wow. <laughs> oh, and the other thing that we have to talk about will be with we're talking about the weekly schedule, um, Friday night. Craig, we're busy Friday night. Yes, day we after are. Oh, yeah. between Thanksgiving Day and the Arizona game against the Dallas Stars, Craig and I are going to Oceanside to watch the Bemidji State Beavers invade Oceanside and play the ASU Sun Devils. Can't wait. And you got Why me in. Right? So special to you, Petey? Well, I, I don't know if you can see my clock. I got the Beaver clock right there. There's the Bemidji <laughs> State Beaver clock right in the background. <laughs> Mitch State Beavers. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited about the game. I, and I really want to see, honestly, I want to see Josh Stone play live. I haven't seen him play since he was a, a kid here playing out at the ice dens. I'm really excited to see it. And I want to see a game in that arena. Um, I've seen plenty of youth hockey games in that arena, but I'm seeing men playing that kind of speed and that kind of physicality when you're standing right on top of it. I'm really excited to see that game. You know, the only thing that worries me about that game from a like a fan perspective is it's Thanksgiving weekend. Will a lot of the students be on campus or will they be gone? Will we'll be lacking some of the atmosphere that it normally has? I guess well, we'll find out. The ASU U of A football game is on Saturday, so you would have yep. to imagine some people are in town for that. Yeah. Yeah, some. Because we'll see, Craig. You and I will be there, Craig. Ugh. Are we doing the press box? Is that where, are we going to send the press no, box? No, you, have you been in that press box? I ever? have. I, I didn't want to go no. up there. That was what I, I was going to say. Let's not. No, I, I told him we didn't need a seat in the press box. I told him we had we had a certain guy that we might seek out who stands in the corner of the arena. Yeah, he, he might help us get a good yeah. spot. Yeah. Okay. Last time he was playing like, uh, I don't know, it was like Usher or Bouncer <laughs> when I went and he was standing outside of the arena. Which, by the way, when, when we were at the Coyotes practice the other day and 
PD saw Shane Doan, he said, oh, hi, Josh Doan's dad. <laughs> so we're really trying to get that going. Yeah, we're trying to get that trend going. He's heard Shane Doan enough. It's time. It's hard to chirp him, though, because he takes everything so good naturedly. I know. You, I it's know. impossible to get under his skin. Well, hi, Shane. Welcome back. It's easy on the eyes. Welcome back, Shane. We missed you. <laughs> Does Shane have another show tonight? Did, did he Sun produced the, something? No, he produced the Suns show tonight. We were, We had a long day at the studio. We had Will, uh Will's not happy. <laughs> Will Will ask oh, a question. Oh wait, speaking yeah. of Shane, the, sorry, not Shane Demonbach or Shane Doan, Shane Wright. Um, there was a really funny tweet that we got uh tagged in today that actually so this is Ethan trying to get some good mojo going at the uh Pontinax <laughs> game, putting right on the back of a coyote's jersey with Shane Wright that's, in the background. It I mean, I laughed out loud. That's that was good. That's a fantastic <laughs> picture. Yeah, it well, is. I like it. I'm sure Stan Wilson and the equipment staff have a jersey all ready for him if he gets the bling pong ball. However, that the Coyotes leapfrog the idle, long idle Ottawa Senators tonight. I and know. The Enigs, they are no longer. But in the Seattle won. Seattle won and the Blackhawks won. And the Blackhawks won. The Coyotes have seven points out of the past eight. So, or, or no, sorry. Yeah, seven points out of the last eight. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, let's ride the wave, Craig. I know let's, it's let's so take funny. It we can get it. We had we had a big week, like Tuesday to now. A lot of points, a lot of excitement. It's been fun as a fan. It's been fun on this show. But then it's like, wait a second, what what's the task at hand here? Uh, you know, we're still in rebuild mode, but it it's been a fun week, I think. Yeah, to be a Coyote a tougher. Yeah, a little tougher. Yeah, they've got some tough games coming up, even even next week. I mean, Edmonton and Dallas. Dallas has struggled a little bit this they season have, early. Yeah. And then that road trip, uh, Winnipeg and Minnesota back-to-back, that'll be a challenge too. Yeah, that's two tough teams, and they're too tough building for this Coyotes team. And we talk about people change, coaches change, players change. Those two buildings are hard to win in. And mm-hmm. uh, trying to do it back-to-back – doesn't make it any easier. Plus, you talk about a back-to-back and you talk about travel. The one thing with that back-to-back is you got to get across the border. Oh, that. You're going through customs. And that take, I mean, I know. And, you At know, least people, it's not a division game. Oh, wait, it is. Oh, wait, exactly. So it's another hour, hour and a half. You're, you're going to bed much later, plus weather, and you could have trouble getting to the ring. It's terrible. So I, I'm I'm concerned about that one. So we won't worry about it. We'll, we'll, we'll be happy about the win tonight. I, I like say, I love that arena. Sorry, Leah. Go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. I was just gonna say I really like Tim's comment this year. I'm thankful that the Coyotes gave us a week of tolerable hockey. It's too much to ask for anymore yeah. this season. It's true. It's been fun. It's been a really good week, and you know what? It's been they've been competitive. They've been skating. They've moved the puck really well, and they've stayed in games till the final buzzer. And that's as a fan, or doing this podcast, or management, or even a player. This is all you can ask for is if play hard and try to be in it until the final minute. So, so it's been a fun week of hockey. Let's hope it continues. Definitely. Any other final takeaways from tonight's game from either of you? Not from the game. I just should let you know that I didn't save you any cookies. Well, what are you bringing to the office for Thanksgiving, Craig? What am I bringing? In fact, I'm not bringing anything. I'll I'll, I'll carry what Tara makes. <laughs> We're making wow. two pies and an appetizer. Wow! And by the way, this is this is this shows you how many friends I have, and thank goodness for the podcast and and PHNX. I, this will be my first friendsgiving ever at 53 years old. <laughs> is that a bad sign, Craig? I'm have sorry. you been to? I literally never heard the term. I went until to one on Friday. <laughs> never heard the term before in my life. Neither have I. I'd never yeah. Friendsgiving. I know. Is that a young person yeah, thing? Thanksgiving with family. Family. It's yeah. Literally been a holiday Got every that. year. Check that box for fifty years. But I, I'm Friendsgiving. I, I don't know. Either I don't have friends or it's not a thing. I don't know. You it's know what? Same. I also think that if we go to the dictionary, we won't find that word. <laughs> I think it's made up. I do. I do think it's made up. But I'm in. I don't know what I'm bringing either. But I'll probably just bring pizza. Is, can I do nope. that? Is pizza a thing? The friends I, I would probably well see we're gonna get to this on the Thanksgiving show, but I would probably eat pizza over some of the traditional Thanksgiving. We'll talk dishes, about it. Because I'm we'll not a big it. fan of the traditional Thanksgiving. Meal. And if you're going to a potluck, the one thing to guarantee that you can eat, you better bring it yourself. Otherwise, you could go hungry. There Just go. saying. 
Just saying, it's a pretty good, pretty good chance I'm bringing some stuff I like. We're, to eat. Uh, we're, we're making a lot of friends ahead of this friendsgiving. Yeah, the hell of everybody, the hell with everybody else. I'm bringing. We're not going to eat anything of that. <laughs> Don't give a shit. I'm bringing what I want. Happy, happy friendsgiving. Oh, that's oh my god! I'm sorry, I swore there because I know Dan's kids listen to the podcast when he's driving. And <laughs> oh yeah, we did talk. I we apologize, did, Dan. Dan did say that, except for the manscape reads he said. I'm so. Sorry, Dan. Oh and my gosh, that's a rarity on this show. I apologize. Um, PD, any final thoughts from you on tonight? No, I think it's good. I, I am. I'm just. I'm surprised we're sitting here talking about a four game point streak. Um, and, and you know what? They're playing like they deserve it. So let's hope they can keep it up. And it's good to see some individual performances, people playing well. Keller, Kraus, um, Chikrin, some some guys are really starting to to play well. And even you know guys like role players like Ryan Dezingler are, are everybody's pulling the weight, and that's how this team has to win. It's going to be twenty people every night, and it was fun. And let's hope it continues. It's yep. just good to see the players get some payoff too, isn't it? I mean, this yeah, it is about how hard this was early in the season and how much it must be wearing on the players. We even heard it at times from Christian Fisher and from Lawson Kraus. It, it's good to see these guys get some sort of reward. Let's be honest. For sure. And uh, before we go, let's just pull up the punch card. One game uh, closer to the end of the 82 game season. There it is. We got, I am, I swear, I said this before, I am going to print that and send it to the staff. <laughs> I swear I'm going to, I just keep forgetting. I don't know who owns the graphic there, Leah, if you or Aaron has it, but I send it, it to me. I'll send I'm it. Print it. We'll just send, we'll just mail them at one every day. Every day. Actually, it's not a bad, bad <laughs> idea. You can just print a bunch of them and hand them out. Yeah. <laughs> I, here you go. <laughs> We're almost there, everyone. We're almost there. Well, uh, We'll be back uh, this week. Also, one note I didn't say was it, it was Goss Bears' 400th NHL game tonight and Lawson Krause's 300th. So a lot of milestones tonight as well. Um, we will be back Tuesday for our live show with special guest Scott Wedgwood. So be sure to tune into that. Um, follow. Oh, new thing. Espo now is saying, what did he say? 3,500 followers? So Adjust it. Yeah, he put on a goalie mask. Did you see the mask Craig he put on? So I brought that to the studio last night. By the way, I, I, I thought it would go without saying. If you looked at the inside of the mask, you'd probably go, gosh, I probably won't put that on. Yeah. Because it's not it's not like I bought a brand new mask and brought it to the studio. That that is not a new mask, Craig. <laughs> right. We're gonna be so, hearing about I suppose yeah. rare skin disease that oh is she's been in a hockey bag in my so, garage for how many years? Exactly. I got to say things in my attic. Oh, will, no. I will post the graphic. I got you. Um, yeah. So he is now adjusted 3,500 Twitter followers by the end of the year. He'll take the slap shot still. So if you are not, get out your phone right now, get out your computer, get out your burner accounts, follow at PHNX underscore coyotes on Twitter. Now we will get it done. We will make it happen while you're at it. Follow PD at S Peters hockey, me at Leah Merrill, Craig at Craig S Morgan, and uh, become a member. Check out DraftKings using the code PHNX and be uh, bet on either team to score an NBA game, and you'll get $100 in free bets if they do, which they will. And uh, another win, another win. Let's just enjoy this week. <laughs> I'm thankful for, like was said earlier, a tolerable week of Coyotes hockey and uh, 19 games down, however many math is hard to go <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right on that note uh thanks for staying up late to watch our post game show everyone we appreciate you all thanks for all your comments in the chat and we'll see everyone on tuesday